0: Welcome back, Fit for a Queen. We have Hillary Allen on with us today, and her resume is extensive. So, let me give you a little overview of who we're speaking with today. Hillary's career as an endurance athlete has not been straightforward. Through injury, setbacks, and unexpected challenges, Hillary's had to rethink what she considers impossible. Earlier in her career, Hillary earned the nickname Hilly Goat when she proved her ability to run fast on steep technical mountain terrain, a style of running known as sky running. Since then, she has raced all over the world, racking up wins and course records, establishing herself as one of the best mountain ultra runners in the world. In 2017, she had a life-threatening accident where she fell 150 feet off a ridgeline during a sky race in Norway. She was told she would never run again. After several years of rehab and recovery, Hillary made a full recovery and returned to elite-level racing, racing some of her longest and most challenging events post-accident. She maintains a belief that your best athletic days are ahead of you if you're willing to work hard for what you love. Hillary also studies and teaches science using her master's degree in neuroscience and physiology and structural biology. She is also a trail running coach and a gravel cyclist. I told you, an extensive resume. Hillary. thanks for being on today. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, oh <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would love to hear, we love to hear our interviewees history of how they came into the sport that they love. And for you now, it's ultra running and sky running, which is a bit intense. So can you tell me a little bit of your history as a runner and how you got into this sport?
1: Yeah, so I really like that question. Mm -hmm. And I think For me, it's a little bit more involved. I wasn't always a runner. So I was a tennis player in college. I love hearing
0: that. I know that runners (laughs) were always like, well, I've always been a runner. So I love that already.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so I played every sport when I was growing up Mm -hmm. and I settled on tennis. I, well, I was athletic enough that I was able to kind of get a later start and then I got a scholarship to play in college. I always had a knack for endurance sports and running. And it wasn't until I was in college that I started just running with the cross country team and kind of doing more long runs with them and then after college I graduated and I went I wasn't going to do graduate school and I was still pretty devoted to tennis and trying to play in open level tournaments but it became too time crunch and I was in graduate school and so I kind of just stumbled upon running this like running group that met at 5:30 in the morning on, uh, like, you know, a couple of days a week before I had to be into, into lab early. And I would just run with these ladies and they were, you know, in the early fifties and just a really welcoming group. They were, you know, Olympic trial marathoners in the eighties. And so they had been running their whole lives wow. and been running with each other for, you know, 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And so I got introduced to running just, I think for the love of sport and for, you know, just this, this group of ladies that, just were so devoted to something that they love that they kind of shaped their life around it and their careers. One of these women, Janie Day, she uh, ended up training me for my first marathon while I was in graduate school. And every Sunday was my recovery run and that was on the trail. And after I ran my first marathon, I realized that the, my favorite run of the week was that trail sure. run. Yeah. And I'm and after I kind of had another goal to like break three hours on the road. So after I did that, I was just kind of all in at the, the world of trail running and, you know, I was still, you know, in graduate school and I'm, si- I'm a scientist. So I'm very curious. And I, the curiosity was just kind of sparked in the world of trails. And I just got really curious about what I could do, where I could go, the places that I could see. And yeah, that's kind of what it prompted me to do trails. And then, Somehow, by accident, I got into this, you know, style of trail running that was called sky running, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of steeper terrain. <laughs> but yeah, and then <laughs> I just kind of got hooked, and it was uh, a really a great way for me to explore the world, like the physical world, and you know, I felt like I could be curious in a scientific way about that, but then also curious about my physical body
0: and how I could push it in different ways. Sure. It definitely sounds like you like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and I I, I totally agree. There's something about like pounding the pavement of cement versus like, well, if I'm running, I might as well be <laughs> in a pretty place.
1: Yeah, exactly. I know. And that's what makes it more worth it.
0: Absolutely. Well, I want to hear a little bit about, well, we're going to talk about the book, but a little bit about what the book is about. And for those that don't know about the accident you suffered in 2017, can you tell us kind of what occurred and then your recovery and rehab after that time and getting back to your sport that you love? Tell us a little bit about what happened.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's so, it's so hard to you know, put into words distinctly, like, you know, how to describe exactly what it's like to come back from a debilitating injury. But I was doing this thing called sky running and I was competing on this world circuit, racing all over the world. And during one of my races in the 2017, I was in Norway. And during that race is where I had fallen off of this ridge kind of halfway through the race. And so it's kind of like a tumbling of sorts, like hitting the mountain multiple times and falling a total of 150 feet mm-hmm. and having someone on course come and rescue me. I mean, he was trained in mountain rescue. And so that was very fortunate. Then having a, you know, a helicopter rescue taking me to the hospital and then counting the injuries that I had. And, you know, they they were quite severe. I went from, you know, being the fittest I had ever been to not being able to walk yeah. and needing assistance for everything. Mm-hmm. And I had broken 14 bones in total, you know, both arms, had broken several ribs, I think five in total, I'd broken my back, uh, both feet, you know, my ankles were, you know, twisted very badly and I mean I couldn't walk. I needed help. I needed a you know, wheelchair. And so to kind of my whole recovery story from from that moment forward, it was just you know finding motivation every day to just keep going in my new normal. Where you know before I had you know as active people and as athletes, you're 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 planning your you know your year based on training blocks and these goals and these races that you have. And now my my life was kind of put down to a magnifying glass of like, please just get through this hour because I was yeah. in so much pain, or I just needed so help you know doing daily things. Like, you know, just imagine, you know, just a normal thing. If you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. and you can't walk, you know, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother kind of just mountain to climb to be able to just do that. Mm -hmm. And simple things, right. Simple things that are, you know, very personal and intimate, you know, showering, things like this, cooking for myself. I couldn't do any of those things. And, you know, it was, of course, that's kind of focusing more on the physical thing, but it's more of the mo- emotional toll that that, that that brings about, but then also compounded with being separated from something that I truly loved Yeah. and that's running and something that made me feel so alive. And that's, you know, being outside and moving my body and, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing if that was something I could do again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What well, a little was your mindset coming back in terms of you know, I am going to run again, prove them wrong, get back to my sport, or that being so big, I just need to focus on daily living. And sort of where did your brain go that that helped or that you had to like break it down or make it big?
1: Yeah. So I had to break it down. I had to mm-hmm. take it into small digestible chunks. You know, for me, something, I kind of tried to figure, you know, okay, what works in these like ultra marathon races for me is if I am having a low moment, I take it one step at a time. Because mm-hmm. to me, that means I'm going to reach the summit sooner or later.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> It just might take a while to get there. And so in my recovery, I had to like, on certain days that are really hard, I had to take it, you know, a minute at a time, an hour at a time, you know, just very small digestible chunks. And for me, instead of thinking about, oh, my gosh, will I ever be able to run again? Because that seems so far off. I tried to you know, take it down to a day at a time and say, what could I do today that will help me in my recovery? If I was feeling tired, maybe that meant I took some time for having some self-care. If that meant doing these really boring PT exercises, and I would you know, do that. I have this, like, this picture, this visualization thing in my mind of, Building a house. I uh, I grew up in a brick house, like a ranch style house, in Colorado. And you know, when you look at the house, it looks so pretty and put together and neat with all these bricks laid in there. But if you, you know, do a magnifying glass and you look at each individual brick, you know, they're not all perfect. They're Mm -hmm. chipped. Some of them have a little crack in them. But if you put them next to one another, it's like the composite, you know, structure like that makes them stronger together. And so I pictured my recovery as. You know, one day would be like one brick that I was laying in this foundation of a house that I couldn't really see the type of the house that I was building yet, but I knew that I was laying a strong foundation and that every single day, every single brick that I laid was contributing to this bigger picture, contributing to this strong house. And so on days that are really hard and I felt like I had no motivation, that was what helped me to keep moving forward that... had to keep building this house. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love that sort of guided imagery of something to hold on to as you're going forward with that. So how long did it take you to build the house? How long was that recovery?
1: (laughs) Um, In many ways, I think it's still happening. Um, I mean, I'm definitely changed now my body physically, emotionally. I'm a new, you know, I'm a different person. And I guess if you count the From like the next race that I had, I was, it was actually only 10 months later,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. but then I think I'm I'm constantly changing and evolving. I think I'm still building that house and, you know, I've had several injuries since the accident because of, you know, my changed biomechanics. Sure. So I kind of think about it as like a remodeling and (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) now I'm building the, now I'm adding something else to this house. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. But trying to view it as not just like a negative thing. Yeah. Is more of just a positive, you know, change is good. It's the only way that, you know, growth can happen. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think so many athletes having to do that with whatever is going from an injury to a life change, right? Like how do we transition just as an aging athlete, right, of our body and mm-hmm. expectations of self. So. I reached out to you after I posted, I was on our Instagram for our podcast and I wanted to know who people wanted to hear from. And I heard so many people back that, that they wanted us to talk to you. They were loving your book that you had out. So that's, I, everyone's excited to read your book and get you on the podcast here. So I would love to talk a little bit about your book. It's called Out and Back, A Runner Story of Survival Mm -hmm. Against All Odds and they can get it now. So how was the process of writing the book and like going back in time and having to reprocess it a bit? How was that experience for you? Yeah. So
1: that's awesome. I'm so glad that people are enjoying Mm -hmm. it and I'm
0: so honored to be
1: on the podcast. So (laughs) yeah. So injuries are so hard. I feel Mm -hmm. like every athlete, every runner, no matter what level you are, you know, everyone experiences them. And so, for for writing this book, I really wanted to create a community. I really wanted to create a space where people felt safe, you know, to be honest with how hard injury is. And it's not always this, like, you know, return to greatness story and, or like this comeback story. And many people will say that that's you know, that was mine or that is mine. But, you know, I I also think it takes a lot of hard work and grit. And for me, it was really important to embrace all the negative emotions, the you know the despair, the helplessness, the hopelessness. And to be honest with that, and the amount of support that I've received from you know complete strangers to dear friends, you know, encouraging that vulnerability in me was something that I really wanted to put out there to the you know trail running community, but also greater running community in general, mm-hmm. athletic community. I still feel in many ways like the my my the story. You know, it's it's obviously my my book out and back. It's not. Done. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things that I left out, but it, it's just, it's my attempt to kind of, I like to think about it as just creating a community between the lines of, you know, the the words that I wrote, the stories that I tell and that I share, because I feel like my favorite part about reading is that I feel like I have a conversation with the author. Yeah. And so upon reading, you know, their experiences, I get to insert my own and I feel like I can relate to people. So... That was my hope. And I feel like, I mean, running played an integral part of writing this book and that process for me. I think it's like very creative. I was surprised how much time I spent thinking about it on runs Uh and actually writing. But yeah, I also feel like writing is a powerful tool. I mean, it's something that I come back to with my scientific background in neuroscience, you know, (laughs) and You know, if you want to remember something, you know, you write it down. Mm -hmm. You know, there's many scientific studies that show that. So for me, it was it was also just obviously very cathartic, like to write about the process was very important for me for the healing process as well.
0: Mm -hmm. You talked a little bit about vulnerability. It's been kind of a theme that I'm thinking about, and that we're asking our, you know, the sports world too of like the vulnerability of an athlete and telling their story and especially coming from a world of sport that doesn't allow vulnerability of this kind of like suck it up, no pain, no gain sort of world that, again, I think we're looking for realness and authenticity and vulnerability. So I think those are important topics to be talking about in the sport world and the running world, too. And I think there's a lot of that going on in, in that world as well.
1: hmm I think those are super important things to talk about. I know, like, even this year with, you know, the Olympics and yeah. – we see mental health as a topic of, you know, that's been at the center stage, and I think that, you know, it's it's not new, but it's a conversation I think that is new, and I think mm-hmm. it takes people having the courage to kind of to say that, because it's a huge passion of mine, and it's you know it's kind of ironic, you know, since coming from a neuroscience background, but actually right. practicing it in real life and trauma recovery, and you know, you know dealing with self-worth and, you know, having that tied up in athletic performance Mm -hmm. and all these things, it's really important topics to talk about. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it can encourage those conversations.
0: Absolutely. Well, Becca and I have worked with athletes over the years that have experienced repetitive injuries or disappointments in their career that are heartbreaking. So if anyone's listening that's in kind of a hard place or going through that in sport, what would be some advice that you would pass along to the listeners that are in this place right now?
1: Ah uh, yes, yeah, so I mean, first of all, you're not alone, mm-hmm. and it, although it might seem impossible, it it is possible. And I think the one thing that I learned from all of this is that and I'll say this with like a global you is that you're stronger than you think you are, mm-hmm. and that these hardships are opportunities for you to discover that strength. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one of the most valuable things that I learned throughout my recovery and, you know, subsequent recoveries, but I wouldn't change it for anything because I've learned so many things about myself. And, you know, I I sometimes say this to myself when something hard, you know, comes up in life because life is never easy. Mm -hmm. You know, I can say to myself with confidence that you got this, you know, I now, I now know I'm confident that I have the strength to kind of get through anything. And I think hardships, no matter, you know, what size or shape they come in are opportunities for us to discover these strengths.
0: Absolutely. Hilary, I know this year and a half has been weird in the sport world. Are you, what have you been up to and doing and training for right now? What have, what's been on your plate lately?
1: Well, I literally started the season with an injury. So that Uh was difficult, especially because that happened right when the book was coming out. And so of course, you know, I had the opportunity to reread my own words and be confident that, okay, I can do this again. But again, so I kind of, you know, I embraced the the suck, so to say, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, hunkered down in recovery with my team and the people near and dear to me. And I was able to, to heal, to embrace my the world of gravel cycling, which I love so much, mm-hmm. and you know, shift my goals. I had one of the most fun summers I've had in a long time. I tried sports that I never thought I would try again, I, I uh, or ever. I tried bike packing, so like mountain biking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got to combine different sports. I got to you know lean into different relationships. I even got to you know race a little bit. I just. Uh, race at a Broken Arrow Sky race, one of my favorite races, actually. It was my first race post-injury nice. in 2018, and I got to go back there this year in October because, I mean, silver lining for COVID, it was, you know, postponed to October instead of the usual springtime. So mm-hmm. I was able to race it this year and, you know, enjoy with the community there. And then I have one more race on the schedule this year, and then, you know, it's kind of enjoying the off-season uh, and different sports for you know when the snow comes. So, mm-hmm. and then it's just it's been incredible engaging with the trail running community, the greater running community through these kind of uh, book tours. I uh, kind of embraced the pandemic and went on a road trip and had uh, kind of an unconventional book tour. So yeah, I, I toured around in, the, in my van and you know was up in the Pacific Northwest and Utah and Idaho and down in California stopping at different events along the way and races it was so much fun I really love road trips and Mm -hmm. it was a really cool way to combine like a book tour and all of that
0: a book tour road trip sounds amazing yeah Mm Well, you are sound and busy, and we love to end every interview asking our interviewees how they live out the fit philosophy of how you balance performance, health, intellect, and taking time for self in this kind of crazy, busy world. So how have you been figuring out how to do it?
1: <laughs> well, it's sometimes a moving target, and I love yeah. this question because it is. I feel like it's it's such a constant balancing act. And how I like to think about it is every week isn't going to look the same. I like to think about it as priority versus sacrifice. And instead of thinking that I'm sacrificing something because I have all of these goals and have all of these things that I want to accomplish or fit into a day, I just think about, I label them as a priority. And if something is really important to me, then I make sure that I do it. And, you know, whether that's on one day I have a workout, so I'm prioritizing that I'm prioritizing good sleep, good rest, good, you know, good nutrition, So then I can, you know, execute that and then the rest of the things I have to do versus like on a rest day, I'm really going to prioritize, you know, obviously the the things I mentioned, you know, sleep, rest, and, and, you know, taking care of myself, journaling, that's still something that's very important for my mental health. I like to think of things that are important to me as prioritizing them versus sacrificing things Mm -hmm. because that puts more of a positive spin on it. And Mm -hmm have a lot of things I want to accomplish. And if they're all priorities of mine, then I'll find time in my day to do them.
0: I really like that advice. Just thinking of it a different (laughs) way gives it more power too. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Hillary, thanks for being on. I know your book is going to be a great resource for so many athletes out there. And again, thanks for being on and talking about it with us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Hillary, take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by yours truly. I'm excited to announce the releasing of my book, Finding Your Sweet Spot in Sport, Avoiding Relative Energy Deficit in Sport, also known as REDS, by optimizing your energy balance. Be sure to follow me on social media or go to my website, www.bekkamacomble.com. Bye, Queens. For additional information on today's topic and guests, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fit for a Queen. Hashtag fit for a queen. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. We can't wait for you to join us next time on Fit for a Queen. Bye, queens.